From the Rise and Progress of Religion in the Soul by Philip Doddridge A Humble Prayer for the Influences of Divine Grace to Form and Strengthen Religion in Your Soul Bless God I sincerely acknowledge before you my own weakness and insufficiency for anything that is spiritually good. I've experienced it a thousand times, and yet my foolish heart would again trust itself and form resolutions in its own strength. But let this be the first fruits of your gracious influence upon it, to bring it to an humble distrust of itself and to a repose on you. Abundantly I rejoice, O Lord, in the kind assurances which you give me of your readiness to bestow liberally and richly so great a benefit. I therefore, according to your condescending invitation, come with boldness to the throne of grace, that I may find grace to help in every time of need. I don't mean, O Lord, to turn your grace into wantonness or perverseness, or to make my weakness an excuse for negligence and sloth. I confess that you have already given me more strength than I have used, and I charge it upon myself and not on you that I have not long since received still more abundant supplies. I desire for the future to be found diligent in the use of all appointed means, in the neglect of which I well know that petitions like these would be a profane mockery, and might much more probably provoke you to take away what I have than prevail upon you to impart more. But firmly resolving to exert myself to the utmost, I earnestly entreat the communication of your grace that I may be enabled to fulfill that resolution. Be surety, O Lord, to your servant for good. Be pleased to shed abroad your sanctifying influences on my soul to form me for every duty you require, implant every grace and virtue deep in my heart, and maintain a happy temper in the midst of those assaults from within and from without to which I am continually liable while I am still in this world, and carry about with me so many infirmities. Fill my breast with good affections towards you, my God, and towards my fellow creatures. Remind me always of your presence. And may I remember that every secret sentiment of my soul is open to you. May I therefore guard against the first risings of sin and the first approaches to it. And that Satan may not find room for his evil suggestions, I earnestly beg you, Lord, that you would fill my heart with your Holy Spirit and take up your residence there. Dwell in me. Walk with me. Let my body be the temple of the Holy Ghost. May I be so joined to Christ Jesus my Lord as to be one spirit with him and feel his invigorating influences continually bearing me on, superior to every temptation and to every corruption, that while the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men utterly fail, I may so wait upon the Lord as to renew my strength and may go on from one degree of faith and love and zeal and holiness to another, till I appear perfect before you in Zion, to drink in immortal vigor and joy from you, as the everlasting fountain of both, through Jesus Christ my Lord, in whom I have righteousness and strength, and to whom I desire ever to ascribe the praise of all my improvements in both. Amen. 
the Christian convert warned of and animated against those discouragements which he must expect to meet when entering on a religious life. The soul, alarmed by a sense of these difficulties, committing itself by prayer to divine protection. Blessed God, it is to your almighty power that I flee. Behold me surrounded with difficulties and dangers, and stretch out your omnipotent arm to save me, O thou that savest by thy right hand them that put their trust in thee, from those that rise up against them. This day do I solemnly put myself under your protection. Exert your power in my favor, and permit me to make the shadow of your wings my refuge. Let your grace be sufficient for me, and your strength be made perfect in my weakness. I dare not say I will never forsake you, I will never deny you, but I hope I can truly say I would not do it. And according to my present apprehension and purpose, death would appear to me much less terrible than any willful and deliberate instance to offend you. Oh, root out those corruptions from my heart, which in an hour of pressing temptation might incline me to view things in a different light, and so might betray me into the hands of the enemy. Strengthen this view. When we take a survey of these hosts of enemies, we may lift up our head amidst them all and say, More and greater is he that is with us than all those that are against us. Inspire me with heroic resolution in opposing everything that lies in my way to heaven. And let me set my face like a flint against all the assaults of earth and hell. If sinners entice me, let me not consent. If they insult me, let me not regard it. If they threaten me, let me not fear them. Rather may a holy and ardent yet prudent and well-governed zeal take occasion from that malignity of heart which they discover to attempt their conviction and reformation. At least let me never be ashamed to plead your cause against the profane deriders of religion. Make me to hear joy and gladness in my soul, and I will endeavor to teach transgressors your ways that sinners may be converted to you. Yea, Lord, while my fears continue, though I should apprehend myself condemned, I am condemned so righteously for my own folly that I would be your advocate, though against myself. Keep me, O Lord, now and at all times. Never let me think, whatever age or station I attain, that I am strong enough to maintain the combat without you. Nor let me imagine myself, even in this infancy of religion in my soul, so weak that you cannot support me wherever you lead me. There let me follow, and whatever station you appoint me, there let me labor. There let me maintain the holy war against all the enemies of my salvation, and rather fall in it than basely abandon it. O glorious Redeemer, the captain of my salvation, the great author and finisher of my faith, when I am in danger of denying you as Peter did, look upon me with that mixture of majesty and tenderness, which may either secure me from falling or may speedily recover me to you and my duty again. 
and teach me to take occasion even from my miscarriages to humble myself more deeply for all that has been amiss and to redouble my future diligence and caution. Amen. The Christian urged to and assisted in an expressed act of self-dedication to the service of God, a prayer of self-dedication. Eternal and unchangeable God, great creator of heaven and earth, adorable Lord of angels and men, I desire with the deepest humiliation and abasement of soul to fall down at this time in your awful presence and earnestly pray that you will penetrate my heart with a suitable sense of your unutterable and inconceivable glories. Trembling may justly take hold upon me when I, a sinful worm, presume to lift up my head to you, presume to appear in your majestic presence on such an occasion as this. Who am I, O Lord God? Or what is my house? What is my nature or descent, my character and desert, that I should thus address the King of kings and Lord of lords? I blush and am confounded before you. But, O Lord God, great as is your majesty, so also is your mercy. If you will hold converse with any of your creatures, your superlatively exalted nature must stoop, must stoop infinitely low. And I know that in and through Jesus, the Son of your love, you condescend to visit sinful mortals and to allow their approach to you and their covenant intercourse with you. Nay, I know that the scheme and plan is your own and that you graciously sent to propose it to us as none untaught by you would have been able to form it, or inclined to embrace it, even when actually proposed to us. To you, therefore, I come, invited by the name of your Son, and trusting in his righteousness and grace, laying myself at your feet, with shame and confusion of face, and smiting upon my breast, I say, with a humble publican, God. Be merciful to me, a sinner. I acknowledge, O Lord, that I have been a great transgressor. My sins have reached to heaven, and my iniquities are lifted up to the skies. The irregular propensities of my corrupted and degenerated nature have in ten thousand aggravated examples wrought to bring forth fruit to death. And if you should be strict to mark my offenses, I must be silent under a load of guilt and immediately sink into destruction. But you have graciously healed me to return to you, though I have been a wandering sheep, a prodigal son, a backsliding child. Behold, therefore, O Lord, I come to you. I come convinced not only of my sin, but of my folly. I come from my very heart ashamed of myself, with an acknowledgment in the sincerity and humility of my soul that I played the fool and have erred exceedingly. I'm confounded myself at the remembrance of these things, but be merciful to my unrighteousness and do not remember against me my sins and my transgressions. 
Permit me, O Lord, to bring back to you those powers and faculties which I have ungratefully and sacrilegiously alienated from your service, and receive your poor revolted creature, who is now convinced of your right to him, and desires nothing in the whole world so much as to be yours. Blessed God, it is with the utmost solemnity that I make this surrender of myself to you. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. I avouch the Lord this day to be my God, and I avouch and declare myself this day to be one of his covenant children and people. Hear, O God of heaven, and record it in the book of your remembrance, and from this I am yours, entirely yours. I would not merely consecrate to you some of my powers, or some of my possessions, or give you a certain proportion of my services, or all I am capable of for a limited time, but I would be wholly yours, and yours forever. From this day I would solemnly renounce all the former lords which have had dominion over me, every sin, and every lust, and bid in your name an eternal defiance to the powers of hell which have most unjustly usurped the empire over my soul, and to all the corruptions which their fatal temptations have introduced into it. The whole frame of my nature, all the faculties of my mind, and all the members of my body would I present before you this day, as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which I know to be my most reasonable service. To you I consecrate all my worldly possessions. In your service I desire to spend all the remainder of my time upon earth and beg you would instruct and influence me, so that whether my abode here be longer or shorter, every year and month, every day and hour, may be used in such a manner as shall most effectually promote your honor and subserve your designs of a wise and gracious providence and earnestly pray to whatever influence you give me over others in any of the superior relations of life in which I may stand, or in consequence of any peculiar regard which may be paid to me, you would give me the strength and courage to exert myself to the utmost for your glory, resolving not only that I will myself do it, but that all others, so far as I can rationally and properly influence them, shall serve the Lord. In this course, would I steadily persevere to the very end of life, earnestly praying that every future day of it may supply the deficiencies and correct the irregularities of the former, and that I may, by divine grace, be enabled not only to hold on in that happy way, but daily to grow more active in it. Nor do I only consecrate all that I am and have to your service, but I also most humbly resign and submit to your holy and sovereign will, myself and all that I can call mine. I leave, O Lord, to your management and direction all I possess and all I wish, and set every enjoyment and every interest before you to be disposed of as you please. Continue or remove what you have given me, bestow or refuse what I imagine I want, and you shall see good. And though I dare not say I will never repine 
Yet I hope I may venture to say that I will labor not only to submit, but to acquiesce, not only to bear what you do in your most afflictive dispensations, but consent to it, and appraise you for it, contentedly resolving in all you appoint for me, my will into yours, and looking on myself as nothing, and on you, O God, as the great eternal all, whose word ought to determine everything, and whose government ought to be the joy of the whole rational creation. Use me, O Lord, I beseech you, as the instrument of your glory and honor me so far as either by doing or suffering what you shall appoint to bring some revenue of praise to you and of benefit to the world in which I dwell. And may it please you from this day forward to number me among your peculiar people, that I may no more be a stranger and foreigner, but a fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of God. Receive, O Heavenly Father, your returning prodigal. Wash me in the blood of your dear Son. Clothe me with this perfect righteousness, and sanctify me throughout by the power of your Spirit. Destroy more and more the power of sin in my heart. Transform me more into your own image and fashion me to the resemblance of Jesus, whom henceforward I would acknowledge as my teacher and sacrifice, my intercessor and my Lord. Communicate to me, I beseech you, all needful influences of your purifying, your cheering, and your comforting spirit and lift up that light of your countenance upon me, which will put the sublimest joy and gladness into my soul. Dispose my affairs, God, in a manner which may be most subservient to your glory and my own truest happiness. And when I have done and borne your will upon earth, call me from hence at what time and in what manner you please. Only grant that in my dying moments and in the near prospect of eternity, I may remember these, my engagements to you, and may employ my last breath in your service. And do, Lord, when you see the agonies of dissolving nature upon me, remember this covenant also, even though I should then be incapable of recollecting it. Look down with a pitying eye upon your languishing, dying child. Place your everlasting arms underneath me for my support. Put strength and confidence into my departing spirit and receive it to the embraces of your everlasting love. Welcome it to the abodes of them that sleep in Jesus to wait with them that glorious day when the last of your promises to your covenant people shall be fulfilled in your triumphant resurrection and in that abundant entrance which shall be administered to them into that everlasting kingdom of which you have assured them by your covenant, and in the hope of which I now lay hold of, desiring to live and to die, as with my hand on that hope. And when I am thus numbered among the dead, and all the interests of mortality are over with me forever, if this solemn memorial should chance to fall into the hands of my surviving friends, may it be the means of making serious impressions on their minds. May they read it, not only as my language, but as their own, and learn to fear the Lord God, and with me to put their trust under the shadow of his wing for time and for eternity.
And may they also learn to adore with me that grace which inclines our hearts to enter into the covenant and condescends to admit us into it when so inclined, ascribing with me and with all the nations of the redeemed to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that glory, honor, and praise which is so justly due to each divine person for the part he bears in this illustrious work. Amen. The Lord's Supper A prayer for one who earnestly desires to approach the table of the Lord, yet has some remaining doubts concerning his right to that solemn ordinance. Blessed Lord, I adore your wise and gracious appointments for the edification of your church in holiness and in love. I thank you that you have commanded your servants to form themselves into churches, and I adore my gracious Savior who has instituted as with his dying breath the holy solemnity of his supper, to be through all ages a memorial of your dying love, and a bond of that union which it is your sovereign pleasure that your people should preserve. I hope, Lord, that you are witness to the sincerity with which I desire to give myself up to you, and that I may call you to record on my soul that, if I now hesitate about this particular manner of doing it, it is not because I would allow myself to break any of your commands or to slide any of your favors. I trust you know that my present delay arises only from my uncertainty as to my duty and a fear of profaning holy things by an unworthy approach of them. Yet surely, Lord... If you have given me reverence for your command, a desire of communion with you, and a willingness to devote myself wholly to your service, I may regard it as a token for good that you are disposed to receive me, and that I am not wholly unqualified for an ordinance which I so highly honor and so earnestly desire. I therefore make it my humble request to you, O Lord, this day, that then you would be gracious to instruct me in my duty and to teach me the way which I should take. Examine me and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Is there any secret sin in the love and practice of which I would indulge? Is there any of your precepts in the habitual breach of which I would allow myself in? I trust I can appeal to you as a witness that there is not. Let me not, then, wrong my own soul by a costless and sinful absence from your sacred table, but grant that your word, your providence, and your spirit may so concur as to make my way plain before me. Scatter my remaining doubts. If you see that they have no just foundation, fill me with more assured faith with a more ardent love, and plead your own cause with your heart in such a manner as that I may not be able any longer to delay that approach, which, if I am your servant indeed, is equally my duty and my privilege. In the meantime, grant that it may never be long out of my thoughts, but that I may give all diligence to it. If there be any remaining occasion of doubt, to remove it by a more affectionate concern to avoid whatever is displeasing to the eyes of your holiness, and to practice the full extent of my duty 
May the views of Christ crucified be so familiar to my mind, and may a sense of his dying love so powerfully constrain my soul that my own growing experience may put it out of all question that I am one of those for whom he intended this feast of love. And even now, as joined to your church in spirit and in love, though not in so express and intimate a bond as I could wish, would I heartily pray that your blessing may be on all your people, and that you would feed your heritage and lift them up forever. May every Christian church flourish in knowledge, in holiness, and in love. May all your pastors be clothed with salvation, that by their means your chosen people may be made joyful. And may there be a glorious succession to your churches everywhere, of those who may fly to them as a cloud and as doves to their windows. May your table, Lord, be furnished with guests. And may all that love your salvation say, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And I earnestly pray that all who profess to have received Christ Jesus the Lord may be duly careful to walk in him, and that we may all be prepared for the general assembly of the firstborn, and may join in that nobler and more immediate worship where all these types and shadows shall be laid aside, where even these memorials shall be no longer necessary, but a living, present Redeemer shall be the everlasting joy of those who hear his absence have delighted to commemorate in his death. Amen. The last prayer is called a serious view of death. Property be taken as we lie down on our death beds. O oh, my soul, look forward a little with seriousness and attention and learn wisdom by the consideration of your latter end. Another of your mortal days is now numbered and finished. And as I have put off my clothes and laid myself upon my bed for the repose of the night, so will the day of life quickly come to its period. So must a body itself be put off and laid to its repose in a bed of dust. Dare let it rest, for it will be no more regarded by me than the clothes which I have now laid aside. I have another far more important concern to attend. Think, O oh my soul, when death comes, you are to enter upon the eternal world and to be fixed either in heaven or in hell. All the schemes and cares, the hopes and fears, the pleasures and sorrows of life will come to their period and the world of spirits will open upon you. And oh, how soon may it open. Perhaps before the returning sun, brings on the light of another day. Tomorrow's sun may not enlighten your eyes, but only shine round a senseless corpse which may lie in the place of this animated body. At least the death of many in the flower of their age, and many who were superior to me in capacity, piety, and the prospects of usefulness may loudly warn me not to depend on a long life, and engage me rather to wonder that I am continued here so many years than to be surprised if I am speedily removed. And now, O oh my soul, answer, is in the sight of God, are you ready? Are you ready? 
Is there no sin unforsaken and so repented of to fill me with anguish in my departing moments and to make me tremble on the brink of eternity, dread to remain under the guilt of it? In this moment, renew your most earnest applications to the mercy of God and the blood of her Redeemer for deliverance from it. But if the great account be already adjusted, if you have cordially repented of your numerous offenses, have you sincerely committed yourself by faith into the hands of the blessed Jesus and have not renounced your covenant with him by turning to the allowed practice of sin, then do not start at the thought of a separation. It is not in the power of death to hurt a soul devoted to God and united to the great Redeemer. It may take from me my worldly comforts. It may disconcert and break my schemes for service on earth. But, O oh, my soul, diviner entertainments and nobler services wait you beyond the grave. Forever blessed be the name of God and the love of Jesus for these quieting, encouraging, joyful views. I will now lay me down in peace and sleep, free from the fears of what shall be the issues of the night, whether life or death be appointed for me. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O God of truth, and therefore I can cheerfully refer to your choice whether I shall awake in this world or another.